0: You have to love what you do. And if and so much of the success of the business rides upon the fact that I'm gonna be happy and I'm gonna be enthused to come to work every day and I'm gonna want to do it and it's gonna be a long thing. It's not gonna be some quick thing. Businesses always take longer, four or five years, whatever, forever. And so if you don't know those things, you're just setting yourself up for failure.
1: Hey, listeners, welcome to another Backstage Business episode. Today, we're talking about something pretty different. We're talking business, but we're also talking about what happens if you want to shift your career or even perhaps go back to get a degree or some type of certification because you've realized during this whole pandemic that perhaps what you've been doing is not really the thing you want to be doing. So I have Grant Aldrich on today's show. He is the CEO and founder of onlinedegree.com, which is a company that allows people to take courses and earn degrees from over a thousand of participating universities. All for free. So just keep listening because it's it's pretty fascinating what he's put together in just a very short period of time. I think it's only been about 2 years. It's really interesting for those of you who have children that were in college and aren't sure how they're going to continue or children who are about to attend college. There's some interesting things that he's got rolling out for those that are younger than 18 years old, and especially for adults who are wanting to continue their education. I thought it was really interesting what he does and what we discussed in terms of trying to figure out what it is that you want to do. And there's just a whole lot of things like the importance of a degree and certification and and how valuable are they today lots of cool things to listen out for. So I'm really happy that he joined me today to talk about something that might be on our minds, but we aren't actually saying, especially as small business owners and entrepreneurs, thinking about, hmm, is this really the business I want to continue doing? Is there something that I need to do or some type of credibility I need to have in order to pivot my business? Those are the things we're talking about on today's episode. Enjoy. Grant, I'm so excited that you are on the podcast right now. We just spoke for a couple of minutes before starting. Turns out we're from the same neighborhood, which is so cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Summer. I know what a small world.
1: <laughs> Such a small world. But I'm really, I'm really grateful that you're you're on today because you know what? There's a lot going on in our world, and I think what we're going to talk about could actually be very beneficial for for people that are having to stay home right now. <laughs> and not be, not be out there going, you know, doing the things that they're, they're normally doing. So we'll dive into all of that. But first I'd love if you could share, you know, a little bit of your background and how, how you started onlinedegree.com and and what was the impetus behind that?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, my journey starts about 15 years ago where I first got into startups. I've been in startups my whole career. But I like to say that I was, I was kind of a fallen entrepreneur in the sense that I realized at one point just how unhappy I truly was and how I wanted to do something different and meaningful. And what it really comes down to was I finally got to know myself. And that's a key thing that I think I'm really lucky at. And and there's a whole long story about that, which includes me almost drowning in a, a storm in Northern California out during a surf advisory. But it all kind oh of, it was, it was, a, it was, a, my wife was on the beach. It was a horrific thing. I was able to survive and get out of the water when I should not have been out there during that storm. And, you know, it all kind of coalesced to this moment where I thought I was on one path, which was this path of, You know, I just exited one of my prior startups to a public company. I was thinking I wanted to go bigger and, you know, more employees on this one path. And then I realized just how unhappy I was and how unfulfilled I was. And it took a moment of near death to trigger that, which is really sad because I think that everybody needs to have one of these periods of inflection where you really ask yourself, who am I? What do I want? What makes me happy? and then i went on a completely different path which is the one i'm on today where i i wanted to have a mission and i wanted to have meaning in my work and do it the way that i wanted to do it and that was really what kind of kicked off what i'm doing now
1: that's so cool so you so you've had experience with with startups before i want to i want to get into Some of this other stuff, but because you said that, we have a lot of listeners that that have have been in that. But what are some of the what are some of the greatest, like two greatest lessons you've learned with startups and starting a business?
0: Yeah. Well, one is just how little I really know. (laughs) And and I guess I would also loop in how bad I am at so many things, right? You get to know that really quickly. And then I, I think the key thing is the lesson that I I really preach now, which is it all comes down to knowing yourself. And the reason I say that is to kind of give your listeners some background. That's a maxim that's 3,000 years old from ancient Greece. And it was written on top of the Temple of Apollo. And that was the god of wisdom. And in back then, it was, it was understood that how could you obtain true wisdom if you didn't even know yourself? The one thing that you should know better than anybody else. And so, you know, Summer, you and I are entrepreneurs, and so we love the exercise with like other entrepreneurs of coming up with business ideas and thinking through, you know, you know, whoa, this would be kind of a cool idea, and kind of talking about that. And what's amazing to me is that in all of my years of doing that, never once have I heard in the discussion anyone bring up, "Is this the right business for me?" They bring up, you know, all the normal metrics, scalability, is it going to be profitable, you know, all all these different normal traditional metrics and considerations. But they never ask, is this the right business for me? And this is so critical because, as you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to love what you do. And And so much of the success of the business rides upon the fact that I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be enthused to come to work every day and I'm going to want to do it and it's going to be a long thing. It's not going to be some quick thing. Businesses always take longer, four or five years, whatever, forever. And so if you don't know those things, you're just setting yourself up for failure. A great example I give is that let's say you want to, you're a casual person, you want to wear board shorts every day. Well, then why on earth? Would you create a business where you need to suit up and go door to door meeting with people on a daily basis? It's just not conducive to the kind of personality you have. And I think it sets a lot of people up for failure.
1: Oh yeah, that is so true. I love that. Now now I'm going to ask a couple other things. What are some things that helped you to actually get to know who you were? Some people say, oh, it just doesn't, it just happens when you're in your 30s was it certain life experiences was it something that you did some people actually sit here going yeah i know myself and then they go wait a minute i actually don't really think i do
0: yeah it's really sad that well you know when you see young entrepreneurs or young professionals they come out and they're so optimistic i can conquer the world they're willing to do anything And that is a good quality. I I admire that of people and that enthusiasm. But I think that, yeah, I think that the problem occurs when you overreach and you're doing a role that you're not well-suited for or you're not supposed to do. And I think that people will do it because they want to be a good soldier or they want to be successful and they're driven, but they shouldn't be doing it. And I think over Mm -hmm. time, and I think really, yeah, to your point, it really only comes after experience, you realize where your shortcomings are and you see other people who are so good at doing what you don't do well. Like, I'll give you an example. There's a lot of people, like, I'm a terrible operational person. I just, I'm not good at it. I can do it because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you got to wear a lot of hats. You got to do all these things. But I remember that when we got in my last company, when we exited and we got bought and myself and the other founder were kind of, they were integrating the two companies. We never had an operations person who was really in all the details, because I don't like it. I don't, I don't enjoy it. They brought in someone who was really good. And I got to watch him on how good he was from an operational standpoint, like, you know, the, the systems he put in place and the details that he was covering that I missed. And I just realized, I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to do this. It just it like, It's like someone showing you the mirror and now you finally see yourself and how bad you are. So it takes <laughs> events like that.
1: Yeah. No, I hear you. I totally hear you. And I think as entrepreneurs, we've all we've all been there with certain things. It's like, it's not necessarily that I'm bad at it or that I can't do it or this or that. It's just you hate it so much. <laughs> You're like, this yeah. is not what I want to be doing. Sometimes that's another thing too. You might actually be good at something. And so you start to do that thing, but you actually don't like it at all, which is an interesting thing. I've seen that a
0: lot. Yeah. I think, I think you just touched on it, like what you want to do. And I think when you, when you're doing something that you want to do and like doing, you're really good at it. You're really good yes. at that narrow. And then, but like you said, we allow ourselves because usually, you know, you're a pretty dynamic person in that environment, you know, okay, I, I'm going to go do all these different things I don't like, but yeah, I think that's a key to success is that you really have to work hard to outsource those things that you're not good at.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Okay, so speaking of not doing things that that you like or doing things when you really should be doing something else, I feel like, you know, all that's going on in in our world with, with COVID, there are people that have that are totally shifting now. They've they've had time at home, they've had time to think, and they are shifting into, you know what, this this isn't the career for me. This isn't the business I want to be running anymore. It's time for me, it's time for me to shift. Time for me to do something else. But like, I guess the question is too, is, isn't it much more difficult to do that during a time like this? Because things, so many things are shut down and where I'm going with this is how can somebody do that? How, first of all, do you have any advice on finding the thing that you are good at Instead of just saying, well, I know I like doing this, but are there some things that you can do to really discover, you know what, this is probably the better path for me. This is where I'm going to thrive.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. What's so amazing is that we live in a period of time where, although the demand for change and getting new skills is so high, the availability of options and content and training and everything you could possibly want are right at your fingertips online. It's just incredible. And yeah, you know, one of the things that when I look at what's going on right now, a lot of people ask me, hey, how has higher education or education changed with COVID? And I always tell them nothing. It was the die had been cast years ago. And all that this has done has been to expedite and hasten everything that was about to happen. So, and I'll I'll take a step back because all the macro trends that were driving people to change their job or in the, the necessity to get more meaningful work, better work, were already in place. You know, For example, some of the headwinds that we had were globalization. And jobs were, are continually being sent overseas. We had robot automation, where now robots are taking over more jobs and things are becoming automated. And then we had the modernization, where all these new tech fields and all the economy evolving that way So all of those things happened before COVID and all this is done now is now bring it right to the forefront where I think a lot of people were ignoring it or ignoring that they knew in the back of their minds that they were in an industry or a job that was at risk. And now it's just, it's come right to the forefront. They have to focus on it. And that's really what my mission was, was that I saw that there was, you know, at the time, 40 million working adults who wanted to get new skills but just couldn't take that first step for a variety of reasons, whether it be cost or anxiety or whatever that was. And that's what I want to do. I wanted to create something to help people figure out what do I want to be when I grow up now? That's okay. We all kind of go through that. And then being able to take those steps and do it reasonably because you you can't go into, let's say, higher education at this point and spend, you know, like an 18-year-old hundreds of thousands of dollars and amortize that over the course of your career. You can't do that in your 30s or 40s. So how do we create new pathways that are affordable and accessible?
1: Right. Well, that's the other thing is, is about you know, being, being affordable because that's, that's a big barrier for a lot of people is I can't, you know, I'm just going to stick with what I'm doing because I can't afford to go and get this degree. It's too expensive. What, what can they do in that case?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a lot of really, especially cool as things. an
1: adult, especially as an adult, if you're switching, you're going back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's not various scholarships or things that they feel they have any access to. Well,
0: you know, it's funny that you bring that up. You're actually the first person I've heard who actually made the connection that scholarships don't work for working adults. And you're totally right. Because normally when we think of saving for college, right, or how to lower the cost, most adults think of two things, scholarships and community college. And the reality is neither of those work for a working adult. So to your point, scholarships don't work because, yeah, a lot of them are academic. A lot of them are about athletics, all these kinds of things that just don't apply to a working adult. Plus, we can't justify spending weekends and weekends and months doing all these applications with no guarantee that we're going to get the award. I actually hired a team of mathematicians to calculate what the reward was. And it was, it was negative, always negative for someone with a decent adult salary. And the second thing is community college. It's not a real scenario. It's not a real solution. One, it does cost a decent amount of money. And two, it's inaccessible. They talk about online programs, but the reality is most of them are still on campus. And if if you're a busy adult, you can't leave work or family four times a week, three times a week, twice a day to go to class. It's not feasible. So what I first started doing with the genesis of online degree was we created a new and radical alternative to the community college system where people could come on a platform, get started in 60 seconds with no applications, no entrance exams, and take as many college level courses as they want so they can save time and money on their degree for free. And the whole genesis of that, yeah, they and the whole genesis of that was because I wanted to remove those impediments for a working adult to get started. Hey, don't worry about cost. Come on in, get your feet wet. Let's wade into the pool. Don't jump in. You know, figure out what you're interested in. Is it robotics? Is it computer science? Do you want a history teacher? That's cool. Great. Come on, start taking courses. And then don't worry about the anxiety. Hey, come in, start learning, get your feet wet, prove to yourself that you can be successful in an online format when you haven't been in a classroom in 15 years. Prove that you've got the time management on your schedule online with these courses and really help... At the same time, provide a platform for people to save money, but also build up all their confidence.
1: Yes, absolutely. I've been talking with you a lot about the importance of having a great elevator pitch. And as you've probably heard on Amy Porterfield's podcast, an elevator pitch is super important because it's a single statement that clarifies the unique value you bring to your customers. And it almost compels prospects to do business with you on the spot. You already know that you can have the team at the draw shop, create your pitch for you, but maybe you'd prefer, I give you all the tools you need to create your own. Well, that's exactly what I did. So here's what I have for you. I put together a special package, a veritable DIY elevator pitch toolkit that combines everything you need to not only create your own awesome elevator pitch, but even the super cool graphics you can use to help you tell the story just like we do at the draw shop and the really good news, because you're doing it yourself with the tools we supply, it'll cost you about 90% less than having us do it for you head over to thedrawshop.com forward slash toolkit. And this is important. Make sure you scroll down to the bottom of the page and check out the four free bonuses you're getting, including that collection I just mentioned of a -a one-of-a-kind graphics designed by our artists that you can use in your very own elevator pitch. I really think this could be the perfect solution if you understand the value and importance of having an elevator pitch, but prefer to be a little bit more hands-on with it. And don't forget, scroll down to see the free bonuses at thedrawshop.com forward slash toolkit. I hope this helps. Okay, back to the episode. And so, I mean, honestly, it's, it's like there's not really a big barrier <laughs> to, to doing this is, is what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah, we're, we're part of a puzzle. Right. So to answer your bigger question is, how does an adult save money? So, you know, this is a big, I look at us as like the foundation. Our platform is the foundation where you can save a lot of money. So when you take our courses, people can finish up to a third of their degree with just with our courses that articulate to our partners. That's a really big deal. Then the next part is we go out and instead of getting scholarships, we organize discounts, just straight up discounts at universities across the country, 10% off, 15% off instantly. So you, you don't have to apply. It's just because you're one of our students. So you start chipping away at it. You kind of If you kind of look at college and you're getting your, your education as kind of like hacking your way through, and I mean in the best possible way, you're able yeah. to find all these really cool tactics and things that we help you with to lower the cost of your degree, get there faster so you can be making more money when you're in your new career, be happier as quickly as possible. So all of those things we try to help guide people. And what they need to do. The final thing is what most people don't realize is that there are 7,000 universities in the US alone, massive. And most people don't realize that there is a, a small group, a few hundred universities, that are very adult friendly. When I mean adult friendly, I mean that they're also online, they're also on your schedule, they're more affordable, they've got more resources for working adults, they're awesome, and they're public, they're private, they're all kinds of different schools. And we also, go out and bring those schools to the platform because that's what's conducive to the working adult.
1: Does this only apply with adults going back to school, wanting to go back to school, or is it also for, you know, there's a lot of people with their children that are, have graduated and moving on to college, but things have changed for them now. Some of them are continuing on with their plans. Some are not. Is it only for adults that online degree works with,
0: or is it, no, it's a great question. So we are opening up the platform now to people who are under 18. So when we came out of the gate, this was two years ago, it was really built for working adults. And I wanted to make sure that we did a really great job with that constituency. And so we, we prevented international and under 18-year-old students from enrolling. And it was just because I didn't want to dilute our support resources until we really proved out the concept with, that, with our core demographic. But we honestly get three people knocking on the door for every one we enroll, and we're enrolling thousands every month who are under 18, just like you described, parents, kids who are either advanced or maybe at risk, either one, or international, that we just turn away. And so we're right now in the process of opening that up so that everybody now can enroll. And the other cool thing is, is we've also expanded where obviously everything I described before was people who need a degree. And that's great for a lot of people. A lot of people want a career that's degree bound, teacher, accountant, there's tons. And the degree is still a big factor in getting a job and being competitive. Mm -hmm. But we also opened it up to certifications. And so this is something where most people don't know is that there are tons of awesome careers that are in the medical field, that are in the IT field, where you don't even need a degree. You just need a certification. And so, and a certification is, far less expensive, much faster, six months, three months. And you could then be ready to go get one of those careers that are in high demand, where you know you could be making $40,000, dollars $60,000 a year. And so people are kind of taking the incremental approach now. Great. You can go, we can help you get set up with a certification program at a discount. You knock that out, start working. And then if you want to do the degree, you can. But it's not, it's not a must.
1: That's awesome. I love that. And I think that's so because that was going to be a- another question, playing devil's advocate. <laughs> How necessary, you know, is it that you have to have a degree in order to get a job where you're yeah. making good money, or to start, or to start a new career? And I think you well, you answered a good portion of that.
0: No, you're totally right. You know, a lot of things have been now shifting where people are debating you know going to get a degree. And I think what's happened now is that the value proposition of a degree has become out of whack. Because if you went to if you if we surveyed someone on the street, and we went up to anybody and say, "Hey, in a perfect world, don't worry about the cost, don't worry about anything else, would you want a college degree?" They would mm-hmm. say, "Yes." And if we went to someone who was hiring, we said, "What's one of the most important factors?" They would say, "A degree." But the problem is is that when you go back to that person you say, "Yeah, okay, but here's the cost, here's the time, The scales tip now because of how much, how expensive everything's gotten, how inaccessible it is, that they don't, it's not worth it anymore. So I think that now we've, my goal was to try to bring that back in balance. So I think that for many, many careers out there, the degree is still really important or an absolute necessity. Like those examples I gave, you want to be a CPA, you want to be a teacher, you know, things like that. On the other hand, to your point, there's all of these, the careers that have emerged that you don't need it which is so awesome. Like, I'll give you an example, medical billing and coding. So in the healthcare industry, most people don't realize that you don't even have to ever touch blood, go to get a degree, or even go to an office. You can work from home as a medical billing, biller and coder, which means that what you do is behind the scenes when the doctor's offices are done or treating patients, you're working with insurance to make sure that everything's assigned correctly so they can get reimbursed. That's a really big role. They don't have enough people for it. You can just get a certification. Be making... 40, 50, who knows how many, k okay,
1: working from home.
0: It's great. Totally.
1: So, so true. Yeah, it's amazing. As, a, as I'm listening to you, it's just, I'm, I'm thinking of how many people right now are completely shifting and think that this is an option, but feel like it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be too difficult. It's going to be too time consuming to go through with getting a degree. What is the time? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's different for each one, but what is the average amount of time, especially when you're going this route and you can go a little bit more quickly to get a certification and to get a degree?
0: That's a great question. So yeah, I think that it would it's foolish if someone just goes the traditional route, shows up at a university and spends four years. To me, that's lunacy and just not an option for a working adult. Yeah. So for the degree... There's a lot of things you can do to speed it up. So if I was going to be, you know, like, let's say somewhere you're, you're like, okay, you, you're telling me you want to go back and you want to get a business degree. I would tell you, okay, first things first, rather than going to a typical school where you have to follow the semester system and so many courses per semester, go to online degree and go and, and take as many courses as you want and as quickly as you can. Really work through them go through them. And, and, and obviously you want to pass, but go go through them and you don't have any constraints on time. Really dedicate the time to speed all that up. You can knock out your first year doing that. Then we'll get you a discount so for the remaining for the portion. And then there's all these other little tips and things you can do. Like you can test out of certain courses, little tricks that are very insider. And so then what you could probably do is get it down to about two and a half years if you do that. So, where you could knock it out in about two and a half, and you could pick a school with accelerated programs. So, I think that for a degree, that's the best you're looking at is two years to two and a half years. On the certification side, it's, I mean, remarkably faster. You could be done with a program in three months. Sit to take your certification, and you're ready to go with the next month. And it's at a fraction of the cost. So, it could literally be your Change careers working in like five six months
1: so what I think is so interesting about this too is that with entre, you know entrepreneurs or business owners that are actually wanting to shift or maybe they're just in a, a different management level where wherever they're at we typically have a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs that are our listeners here, but there are some there are many actually that Like I said earlier, have gone okay. This isn't this isn't really what I want to be doing. Or perhaps they couldn't figure out how to pivot their business, or maybe they did figure out how they could pivot their business, but it's going to require some more credibility on their side. And so I'm looking at this and thinking, you know, for entrepreneurs, especially, there's you know, there's there's so many different industries and and, and verticals that that they could be starting a business in, and. I think that when I I hear what you're saying in the short amount of time, especially if you you are still working, it sounds like you can still work and still get your certification or degree at the same time and have that credibility for when you do start up that next thing or pivot your business, whatever it is that you're doing.
0: You're totally right. I mean, the whole thing has been engineered to be online on anyone's time or schedule. So, you know, you don't have to leave, you don't have to leave work to go to court, to, to go take a course. You could do 30 minutes while you're making dinner, you know, 20 minutes when you're on the couch that evening, you know, and you do it at your pace. So you're totally right. Like that's the beauty of where we're at now and why I've pushed so hard to make it available for, for everybody's schedule. Because I think that's what's been missed also with higher ed is that they don't think of people as customers, right? Because it's, it's academia. It's not. It's not the yeah. private sector. When you look at it and you say, wow, this demographic, the working adult, they all have very similar challenges and we can alleviate those. And so that's what makes it all possible. You're right.
1: Yes, absolutely. This is so awesome. When did you start the company?
0: So I'm a big lean development guy, but I broke every rule in the book for this one because uh, <laughs> it, took, it took two years to get it off the ground before our launch in July of 2018. So a year ago, or I'm sorry, two years ago.
1: Yeah, That's
0: awesome. And so it took two years, then we've been in business for two years. And the reason is because this is a really far more complex than I even thought it was going to be, where you're working with universities and the courses, it's just really complex. And after doing it all, and once we launched, it's just, it's really gone very well. We've got a very warm response. You know, we we don't do any marketing really. And we get thousands of people enrolling every month. And I think it was really just a testament to the latent demand out there. And, but but I have to say, I'm, I'm a big lean startup founder where you, know, you, you kind of get a minimum viable product up. You can fail quickly. I did not follow that when yeah. we launched, but I follow it now when we add new features and things like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? It's actually, I, I love hearing it. I love that. You know, sometimes you you hear somebody who has you know had, had many startups had had many exits and you, and you get intimidated and think oh they must have they must have all of the answers but the truth is we're always learning right with every with every business that that we have as entrepreneurs we're we're just always learning
0: Yeah. And actually, Summer, one of the toughest things that I face, which is what you do in your core, you know, your core expertise is that, is how do we explain something like this? Because you've got a very established, this is always the perennial challenge when you do something new in an industry. You've got, you know, very established pathways with higher education. And then with what we're doing, it's different and it's cool and it's way better. So that you have to try to explain and how do you explain that to, you know, the marketplace, and then two, right, even if you're going to explain it, like, you know, you, you, you have an industry that's also very confusing. So, you know, no, very few people really understand how higher education works and how things transfer. It's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. And we try yeah. to make that very, very simple to understand, really easy to get started. And so it really it was like a perfect example of what you know, your expertise is of trying to figure out how do, we, how do we share this in a very simple way for everybody to get.
1: That is the... Best way to get people to take action is to make it very simple for them. The biggest reason, no matter what the the, the value appears to be, the biggest you know <laughs> reason that they want to say no is that it's going to be it's going to be too complicated. When it's so simple, it's like okay, I can do this. It's it's so. I mean, it's just the way we're wired, right?
0: Hundred percent. That's exactly it, right? And so you can imagine like the challenge where with all this information how can how different everybody's situation is to kind of come up with something like that and yeah it was uh, yeah so two pro- you you probably could have done it in like 5 minutes and it took me like meandering through it for 6 months <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what we do but you know what it's hard it's hard when it's your own as well you know what i mean sometimes you could look at somebody else's business and and simply say what it is while they have a more when it's your own business, you think of so much more, and all the value, and all the features, and all the benefits, and all of these things that you just want to put it all together. But really, when someone's just learning who you are, they just want to know the quickest thing and how it's going to benefit them. How's it going to make their life better? That's all they want to know, right at, right at the beginning. Then they can start to learn more and more about you.
0: That's so true. I know. Like, I, and I've been guilty of that, of course, where you know you start like throwing up to all kinds of things that you think are important, and, and you know you need someone from the outside of third party who, who's who got good business sense to just say, listen, that's not really important. And you got to get rid of all these little, you know, fringe detail. Let's focus on the core offering. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. Exactly. So much good stuff. Grant, this is, this is awesome. I think it's, it's so important because believe it or not, there's some people that, you know, if they, if, if, if something's happened with their business now, there's, there's some shame that comes with it that they weren't able to pivot or they weren't able to make things. Work And so they've thought about doing something different. And that's why it's so important to, to talk about this and know that there, there are these different opportunities. So I'm really grateful that you came on and actually you did make it really simple. <laughs> Without you knowing it, it is pretty simple for, for somebody to go and where would I send them just onlinedegree.com to find out more information.
0: Yeah, that's it. You know, and even if you know if it if if it uh, can help them, that's great. You can go to onlinedegree.com or our new page that we're just launching. Obviously, the certification stuff. It's onlinedegree.com/slash-certifications. Or if you want, they just want to follow the project. It's actually just you know it may not be beneficial, but just kind of appreciate what we're trying to do. And those would be, be great spots. Yeah, and thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate you saying that. I even my even myself now after all these years, I I'm, I still try to figure out how to better describe it. It's a daily problem.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you do a lot. You do a lot of awesome things, but I can see that, especially when you, when you provide so many solutions. <laughs> well, this has been so great. And I really, really appreciate you being on here. We will have links to both of those in our show notes. And thank you so much, Grant.
0: Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. Real
1: quick before I go, have you left me a rating and a review yet? I wanna make sure that I keep bringing you more of the topics you wanna hear. So will you do me a favor and head on over to wherever you're listening on this podcast and let me know what you thought about this episode. Just scroll to the bottom, click on how many stars, five would be amazing, and then click write a review. Oh, and when you do, you'll be entered to win a $500 gift card to the draw shop that I will choose on the first Monday of every month.